You want to start? You want me to start? Go for it. You haven't kicked him off in a while. Okay. All right, friends. Welcome to another episode of Life in Commune. Today, we're going to talk about a continuation of our May theme for classes in the online studio, and that is growth. And today, specifically, we're going to talk about what do you do when you're not feeling any growth, when you're feeling kind of stagnant, kind of stuck? How can you get out of a rut in your practice? Before we get into it, I'm going to offer you an invitation to join into the online studio. If you haven't tried it before, it's always seven days free. You can join, check it out, practice any class you want to your heart's delight, anywhere, anytime. It's the magic of online. Because you forgot the URL. Actually, I was going to get there. Yes. Honestly? Yes. Yes, I was. I just, you know, I was singing the, the praises first, Respect. which was like, you know, practice anytime, anywhere. It's a free open world. You can roam. You can go on any side quest you want, right? <laughs> That's my dream kind of video game, really, is that like, I'll do the missions, but really I just want to wander around and smash things, get the coins, pet the cats, wander Live through the, the field. Live the side quest life. That's yeah. why the Lego games are a good parameter, parameter for I you. I want to smash everything in a level and get every coin before I get to the next one. Yes. That is my absolute video game approach. <laughs> it's just wandering. Cozy wandering. Um, so if you like some cozy wandering like I do, then Commune Yoga Online is probably the place for you because we have almost a thousand classes and there's new classes four times a week and monthly programming. CommuneYogaStudio.com. If you're in the Seattle area, of course, come practice with us at the studio in Wallingford. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's it? 313 45th Street. We're giving all kinds of information today. Yeah, this is, we'll just turn this to, this is just your promo. We should cut this and put the beginning of every single episode. We can this, cut out this, my video game. No, rant, we should keep it. Okay. This promo was not in a rut, but hey, if your practice falls its way into a rut, uh, you know, that can happen. It happens to all of us. It's a natural thing to occur. So for starters, Embrace it, it's going to happen sometimes. I think even for starters, how do you know when you're in a rut? Can you tell? Like I'm asking you specifically because I think sometimes we don't even realize. Like you either viscerally are like, man, I'm in a rut and I don't know what to do nor am I motivated to get out. Or sometimes you're just feeling like, why isn't this doing the thing for me? Why am I not feeling connected? And sometimes I think that can be a symbol that you're in a rut. How do you know if you're in a rut? Or when you have in the past, how did you realize? Even before you changed it, how do you know? Um, I think... For me to find out when I'm in a rut, it's, it's just kind of when there isn't that spark, that positive charge. <laughs> you, you're making a joke inside your head that you've not let anyone else in on yet, because I can see you starting to laugh before you even said the sentence. <laughs> you're going to have to film me. Uh, new Gaslight song. song. Oh, God. First, first one in like eight oh, years, God. it feels like. I can't lie. It, listen, I'm just happy that it's back out. But um, You're not going to make any judgment call besides to say you're happy that there's a new Gaslight Anthem. Happy new Gaslight Anthem song. That's all I need to say about it. Well, beggars can't be choosers. That's listen. what my mom's been saying to me since I was a child. <laughs> I don't know if that's an okay phrase, but I think it applies here. Uh, always respect to the creative process. But I, honestly, I, I think, you know, um, my own personal humor aside, it, if there is an aversion to the action, Mm. that's when I tend to feel as though I'm in a rut. When you're like, maybe I'll do something else. Or, there's- or if I'm like, five more. Just five more. Mm-hmm. I only have to do this five more times. Like whatever. I only. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. language choice when you realize in your head that you're talking yourself through it in a way that's like, it's only this much. Yeah. You can get through this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's when I tend to feel like, oh, I'm in a rut. I need to change something up. Mm-hmm. I need to play a different game, you know, hum a different tune, whatever that is. So for me personally, I think obviously sometimes you have to go through it. Sure. Right? Sometimes the, the only way forward is through. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's other ways to walk up the mountain. 
and finding those other courses, finding those other paths, those other, you know, movements that you can make or take. I think that is a freeing thing. And it's also, you know, a way to kind of understand what is propelling you forward in that particular moment. Like, for example, when I, I had that own, I only had to do this so many more times, majority of the times I was rehabbing my Achilles tendon, right? Because I would do a protocol and like at first it would be fine, but then like by, you know, the end of a week Mm -hmm. and it's the same the next week and it's, you know, like 45 minutes to 75 minutes a day and like strapping myself up to the machine and doing all that jazz. It's like only 45 minutes of this. Like Mm -hmm. I only have to do that much more or I only have to do this so many more times. Like, but in that situation, even though I was in a rut with it, you know, the only thing to do is just change my attitude towards it because the only thing to do would be move forward. Like I had to keep Yeah, it wasn't like even a choice thing. No. Do you know what I mean? Like for yeah, yeah. in that instance where you're like, look, I'm either gonna rehab my Achilles tendon or I'm not. Exactly. And the consequences of not aren't gonna be an option I'm willing to accept. Yeah. There versus like in a practice where I think when you're in rut and you're like and you're willing to accept the consequences of not, where you're like I know that I will feel worse not doing this thing or that the rest of my day is going to be tough or emotionally I'm not going to be regulated if I don't do my practice or whatever. But then you still make that decision to not do it. I think that's also indicative of when you're in kind of a rut or needing to redirect, rearrange your approach to practice. When you realize that you know that you could make this choice that would feel better, be in alignment, but instead you're still willing to say, nah. Yeah. Right? I think that's a good indicator. When And then later you're like, Huh, I knew this was going to happen. Right. And I still chose it anyways. Like, I think that it, then it starts to feel like, you start to feel like you're a little bit out of control with mm-hmm. that response. Like, you're in a rut and you're like, great, well, now I'm at the bottom of the hole and uh, I don't know how I'm going to get out. Right. It yeah. starts to feel like you don't, how can you reorient your relationship with things? And that can be a really tough place to be. I think that in this idea that it's a lifelong practice, like we talked about in a previous episode about how the concept of growth and expansion and success can be within a singular class or it can be within the lifelong practice. But that's also really heavy to think about that when you do something, you're like, okay, it's both empowering that you do it every day and there's no expectations. And it's also kind of wild to think about, you're like, I'm going to do this every day. And it can feel like an exhausting thing to be like, I have to choose to do this every single day. Like that can be hard. Oh, incredibly hard. And it's the the subconscious like demand on yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, to where, at least in my mind, I've had this this mindset a number of times. I think I was talking about a bit about this in the spring cleaning episode, but um, giving yourself the freedom to like, hey, like you don't like you're still doing the practice even on a day when you give yourself the freedom to have a bit of a break, yes. right? Um, but yeah, again, everything can add up over time, and so to get, which is going to eventually lead you into a bit of a rut, and it's yeah. not. It's not a bad thing to experience, actually. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I thought it was this was an op- awesome topic to discuss because a rut can, can be a bit of a form of chaos and we're so easy uh, to try to escape the chaos or try to escape the rut. Mm-hmm. But sometimes sitting in the rut helps you identify how you got there in the first place. Sure, or that something needs to change. No, exactly, right? But, yeah. like, but if, if, if you like... Okay, you find yourself in a rut, and then you immediately get out of the rut. Like you're like, okay, boom, I'm out of the rut. Sometimes it's, that's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's let's keep it positive as much as possible. Let's live in joy, of course, right? Yeah. 
But if you, you know, you, you get yourself out immediately, you find yourself back in a rut three days later. Get yourself immediately, find yourself back in a rut three days later. Like you have this pattern of continually finding a rut, yeah. yet you're not identifying the source of what's moving you yes. there. Sitting in that space a little bit can be really helpful because you're like, okay, how can I kind of identify what this is? And also maybe this just is my process with this certain activity. Mm -hmm. Or my and pattern with it too. Yeah. Like not even in a bad way perhaps, but no. it's like, okay, my relationship with this thing, like a relationship with anything is I'm going to have to work through every time. Like maybe that's what it takes throughout, you know, your perhaps singular class. Like maybe it's every five minutes of practice. You're like, I want to get off my mat. Yeah. I want to do something else. I want to check my phone. I want to whatever. And every time you're like, no, I'm going to stay committed. I'm going to do my practice. Or maybe yeah. it's every day you go on your mat and you're like, I kind of want to watch TV. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to do my practice. You know, so it might be like every day it's a, it's a mini rut and then you yeah. got to kind of motivate yourself or, you know, when you found yourself in those longer ruts, those deeper holes, whatever you want to, like in my brain, when I think of a rut, I think of a literal rut, yeah. you know, like that's how I attach to it. So you can tell me if you have a different visualization. I think of it as like when you're kind of stuck in a hole and you're not sure how to climb out yeah. and you don't maybe have a ladder and you don't have tools and you're like, what do I do to, to find my way to get a little light at the end of the tunnel? Like for you, when you've been in those for an extended period of time, what do you do? Like what's your tool? What's your mechanism? What's your exit strategy? Um, to play a different game. Hmm. You know, like I think, I think that's the almost immediate way that I try to frame it. And I also try to frame it in a way where I can have a positive mindset towards what I'm going to do moving forward. Can you elaborate? Yeah, of course. So or like, like specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. So, um, so for example, if it's, if it's yoga asana practice specific mm -hmm. um and i know that for me personally doing a daily practice is important what i try to do Im immediately is whatever i've been practicing i just set that stuff aside and i practice something completely different oh so you switch gears switch gears so Got i'm it. just like you know what i'm gonna try some new inputs mm -hmm. because like these inputs right now i'm just not vibing on the inputs yeah and instead of making it be, uh, oh, how can I do this better? How, how do I have to be so tied to this one thing? Like every single like posture position is only as relevant as it is to you, right? And so within that space, it can be very easy to get caught up in the regularity of a specific part of the practice, right? And so to embellish you know, a little bit on the idea, I think that by, you know, playing a different game and getting a different input, now all of a sudden that new stimulation can be refreshing, it can be rejuvenating, and it can also be, um, you know, calming in a sense, because I'm, get, I'm stepping away from an obligation, mm. you know, uh, another Gaslight Anthem line, two-in-one two podcast, uh, but there's this one that they have, and I can't remember the title of the song off the top of my head. I feel like it's selected poems, but um, he says, and all I, seem to f all I seem to find is that everything has chains, and all this life just seems like a series of dreams. And so, like, whatever we commit to, you're tying yourself to that in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And to, even for a day, a week, um, a month, like, you're saying, hey, I'm not going to be tied to this one thing. Mm. Right? Okay. Yeah, I so get that, that. So that's like that's a freeing. That's a really freeing thought. That's a really freeing experience. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And so then your your door is very open to like 
to new to how new do you things. how do you choose the new thing though? I think that that's something that yeah. tangibly is like. I totally get that. It's very yeah. different than how I like yeah. how I get out of a rut. So yeah. I'm curious, like, what your like, how do you choose something different? Do you like? Is it just a spontaneous divine inspiration? Is it you know looking for inspiration, watching videos, finding a teacher, reading a book, or is it just like like what's your what's the like literal steps you tend to take to pick the new thing, the next thing, the change? A type of practice usually. Oh, so you, okay, got it. Yeah, so like you, you know this about me. Like, I study modalities of movement and modalities of yoga practice like constantly and very at, at nauseum at mm -hmm. times. And so I could find a new style of practice that's so different from my regular style of practice. To toss yourself into. To, to toss myself into, and I could just start doing those things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, like I think one of the funniest ones was we were living in this apartment complex and um, we had this humongous deck, right? This humongous deck. But it was, there was a little light barrier then there was another humongous deck for the people that lived next to us on the other side. And um, I was trying to learn, and I'm gonna totally butcher what they call this, but it's a very beautiful form of yoga, which is called shadow yoga. Um, you can look it up. And I was trying to learn their flowing sequence. Right, and I was trying to learn it on our deck at sunset. It's a very beautiful sunset, but the people next to us were having like this college graduation party, and I'm just zenning out on the other side, like trying to learn these weird movements. And the video to learn it was like so challenging to learn with. Because there's no instructions. There's no instructions. Yes. And there's no time to tell you when anything is changing or shifting. Yes. And it's not like move right foot, move left foot, anything like that. It's just like pure mimicry. Pure. Mim Mimicry and like this pose, which I don't tell you what it is. This pose, which I don't tell you what it is. You know, if they ever do make that or if that content exists, please let me know. This is what makes it up is that you, though, in this, I actually didn't know this was going to go here, but like when I say, like, how do you choose anything? You choose this stuff, though, that's like that has that style, right? Oh, you tend to choose a thing that you're like, absurd. Hey, there's not very much information about it. It's really obscure. Uh, it's going to be tough to learn very anything absurd. about. It's going to be real, like, it's going to be a way out there thing, and there's not that many resources. That's going to be my next thing. Yep. Like, that's what you choose, which mm -hmm. is so different than me because yeah. I'm such a research heavy, like, mm -hmm. troubleshooty person where I'm like, well, I'd like to be able to like read the book and t and read the blog. And can I do a course? I'd love an online course. Yeah. And can I go take an intensive? I, like I love things that have all those parameters. Yeah. And you always choose and dive into a thing that is so like uh, almost intentionally obscured. I just think I have weird interests. <laughs> that I, maybe I'm overanalyzing, but I think you have a pattern of choosing things that are intentionally obscure, and I don't mean that you even realize that, or that like it's a bad or a good yeah. thing. But that tends to be what you like. Think about the camp of movement, yeah. like the the you know kind of a capital M capital movement. M like official thing. That is such a big world expansive practice but there is so little boundary or rules around it because they're next always changing and yeah. like what is it what is it not what yeah. is it now for like me i have so little interest mm -hmm. in that yeah and it's not like because i think it is or isn't valuable i just have so little interest because i like want to know the rules yeah i want to understand it i can't handle not you like to check a box yeah, and I want, I like, 
the knowledge part of it to me is inherently the motivator. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like even more than the experiential part, I yeah. think oftentimes. And you're so opposite the way I intuit it is that you're so experiential based yeah. that you're willing to go through the, the unknowingness to experience it. And for me, the experience is the knowing. Yeah. Does that make sense a 100%. little bit? Like, yeah, yeah. it's so funny to hear you articulate that with shadow yoga. And that really makes sense for like how you like wind through this path this whole time. Mm, yeah. I, I, I like to have like a lot of different experiential like ideas and concepts and like the thought of figuring something out mm -hmm. is very interesting to me mm -hmm. because I think when I was younger, I had to learn a lot of things about the stuff I was passionate about by myself. Mm. And so I feel that that's carried over as yeah. I've gotten like, oh, this is like the natural thing. Like, oh, if I want to learn how to do like this particular, you know, like basketball move or whatever, like I have to watch this very obscure YouTube video. Back in the day when we're like, or I don't even know if there was YouTube. You back have to then, watch right? a like, very low quality and one mixtape. Very, mix very low quality, yeah, a VHS, <laughs> right? And you had to like rewind, pause, play, rewind, mm -hmm. pause, play. Was it like this? Was it like that? And so it, it was like, it was very, um, did we do it right? You know, and it was it's so here and there. And I think a lot of that is still carried forward for me just because I feel like that's, it's a space of discovery that is, um, requires a bit of something. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's less about it being right or wrong and more about it just being. Yeah. And I, and I think that that to me is very freeing because when you get very technical, um, Oftentimes, at least for me, there's an element of the, instead of saying it like that, I like the magic and I like the mystery. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so uh, uncovering the mystery is exciting. Mm -hmm. Finding the magic is exciting. Yeah. And so when I can be in that space of discovery, mm -hmm. I never feel that I'm in a rut mm -hmm. or I'm, because I'm always trying to uncover and sometimes you know you're uncovering a lot and sometimes you're not uncovering much at all like <laughs> you know we do this thing on the beach with harvey right now um where harvey and i go on the beach and on a low tide and you know we she points to rocks and i pick them up and we look for the tiny crabs that live under the rocks and you know sometimes we pick up a lot of rocks and we'll find a lot of crabs and sometimes we pick up no, like a lot of rocks we won't find any you know and there's it's kind of like a streak uh, with how that works but either way the act of doing it is this act of uncovering you're like it's like what are we gonna find who knows and then all of a sudden it's there and it's it's kind of a um that was a really lovely analogy yeah, but like yeah. i mean it really is and it what paired. a delightful lesson too like for harvey in that experience yeah. of like the joy in just the mystery of it yeah. instead of the expectation of every time I'm going to get the reward, get the thing yeah. and like have a certainty around it. Yeah. Um, I just think there's so much less certainty in the result anyways. Sure. You know, and yeah. so I think that's why I really have always found such a preference towards the magic and the mystery of things because like you could, you know, it's so easy to make physical analogies for me, for we are sports analogies also because we've had some of these conversations before. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, um, you know, you could shoot a thousand three-pointers a day. You know, that doesn't mean you're going to ever be good at shooting. Mm. It, it could, you, you know, there's no, 
You might get better. You might get. You will better. get better. You might get better, right? You will get better to some capacity, but there's a there's an end to that.、Mm-hmm. It's not. There's no science to.、Um, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee to a result. You know, everyone says like, oh, like the ten thousand hour thing, and that that's actually been disproven. I think.、Um, I can't reference a study, but、yeah. I do feel like I've heard that. Yeah, that yeah. It, my dad and I were talking a, about it, and it, comes from, most of those things come from some arbitrary thing that、yeah. then just spiraled. Exactly, and and while I do believe there's a total value in committing to something for ten、mm-hmm. thousand hours, like I think that the idea behind that is like very sound and solid.、Mm-hmm. I still think that.、Um, It's more along the idea of the commitment as opposed to that exact period of time, right? Because, like, to be a master of anything, you also have to、uh, really have the ability to fully immerse and focus in that space, right? It's no different than when we were,、um, you know, when we were first practicing yoga, and、uh, people would be like, "Oh, I've been practicing for twenty years," but it's like, "Have you been practicing once a week for twenty years?" You've been practicing every day for twenty years.、Mm-hmm. You've been practicing once a day for fifteen minutes. Like you know, like what is that immersion? Like there's no, th- th- so many statements are very unquantifiable.、Mm-hmm. And so when you're in this space of like the magic and the mystery of things, like you're in this, there's an element of personal discovery because you're also learning about yourself along the way. Because your, however long you take it, is a piece you make within yourself.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. So like when I was doing those those shadow yoga videos up on the roof, like there was there was a, a degree at which I'm willing to go for with it. But there's also a degree where like I'm like, hey, I'm not spending eight hours a day doing watching this video trying to figure this thing out. You you're、know? not like hyper obsessed with it,、yeah. but you're just like open to the experience、yeah. of it. Exactly. But that's a, that's a piece you have to make.、Mm-hmm. You know, like you're make you're you're creating the piece within yourself for、yeah. how far you're willing to go. And I think that's a nice—I、um, don't know—a nice parameter. Well, I think that's a nice thing for when you do feel in a rut to just say, "Hey, I'm just going to step into another open world. Yeah, I'm just going to wander in this field for a while.、Yeah. I'm going to see what's happening in this one, right?、Um, what's I, yours? I'm—I mean, I feel like this is the opposite, but I—I I, I don't know if it's entirely like. Exactly the opposite, because I need to change things up too, right? Like、yeah. when I'm in a rut, I think most of us can agree that it, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. So if I'm in a rut, if I'm in that hole and I just don't know how to climb out, like there's that period of time where you're like, you know, you're in a rut, you know, something's not working,、yeah. but you haven't quite figured out or acknowledged or committed to the fact that maybe you need to try something to、yeah. get out of it. For me, though, the impulse is actually very rarely to try something new and different. It's almost always to go back to something that I know that's worked before,、yeah. like to go to something that requires so little decision making that I can just get on cruise control with it. Like that, I can't even give myself the opportunity to get back in the hole. Right? Like I know that I might、mm, slide a little bit. So instead, I find that in my practice, the thing that like quite literally, tangibly for me. Always works is I choose a set sequence practice that I know and don't have to make any decisions at all. I do the set, I do the full solar, I go to a Bikram class, or I do the Ashtanga primary. Yeah, that is what I do. Like if I know, or if I'm on my mat and I know I don't have time for a full practice, first thing I do is I just get on my mat and I start with ten sun salutations. Five sun salutations. I don't even try to be complicated.、Yeah. I go back to something that I know in and out that I've already gone through that process of knowingness, like getting to that confidence place, where I almost like don't want to give myself a chance to need to discover or think too hard because I think that 
perhaps I have a tendency to like over intellectualize things and often that can lead to then feeling like now I'm having to a bit of analysis by a paralysis by, by analysis. analysis. Right. So I actually need to do the whole, like out of your head into your body thing, because yeah. that's so not my natural disposition yeah. that for me, that's something new is actually switching to something familiar. Um, Does that move, make sense? How moving, I was like, yeah, for you flipping the switch is moving from the path of manifestation to the path of liberation. That's, that's yeah. shifting your, course. yeah, yeah. I need to come, I need to go from ground up, right? Yeah, like I need to go back to, to that. Yeah. Be, to be a participant. I need to literally just do cause otherwise, and it's not, I can't do it in an experimental way because that usually for me is too fraught with distraction, Yeah. right? Having to make those decisions or risk getting distracted or whatever will oftentimes just put me back in that same rut again. So I go to something that's tried and true that I can trust that feels secure and safe and I know will deliver a result that will get me into probably that chemical feedback loop of like, hey, you did the thing, wow, it felt good. Oh, maybe you do wanna do this again tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, maybe getting on your mat actually does feel good in this season, whereas, the resistance to it before was not really a resistance to it, but it was just getting over the hump and reminding myself like literally, but also from a reaction standpoint of, oh, that was worth the difficulty, the challenge of exactly. doing it, that motivation loop. So for me, I need something that's reliable, safe, secure. So it really is that like ground floor, like root chakra, like I need to live there. I can't live up here. Because yeah. that is where things get distracting, flighty, sometimes in a great way, yeah. sometimes in a not so great way. <laughs> and I can't say I'm always in control of which one it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's times totally. where you're like, wow, I love this. I'm so inspired. I'm going to do it. And then a week later, I'm like, oh, what the fuck have I just spent the last week yeah. doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally. like, and they're like, oh, I got to start over again. So I need like some regimen. That really is what, that is like my number one tip for getting out of a rut, if yeah. if you relate to how my brain works, is like tried and true, can't overthink it, can't get distracted, just do the thing. Yeah. I think for so many of us, that's such a good, you know, idea to have because it's easy to stay as a witness. Mm. It's hard to be a participant. It's really hard to be a it's participant. It's really hard to be a participant. Yeah. Um, because when you're the witness, you're the commentary. And when you're the commentary, you have the opinion. And when you have the opinion, you can say, what's this or that, right? Um, but if you're a participant, then you're in the game, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're in the game, then you're living, you know? Yeah. And you may make a good decision, you may make a bad decision, but you're participating. Yeah. And so finding ways to be a full participant in the process is such a good way to get out of the rut because then you're less in the state of commentary, of judgment, of something needing to be perfect, and more in the state of just, hey, like, we're just giving this a go. You know, like... You know... Sorry. No, go. go for it. Well, I just had, like, a little spark moment when you just said that, that... Harvey says give it a go now, by the way. Does she? I yeah. love that. Yeah. A little Aussie slang. Getting yeah. it. She also says brekkie. I feel yeah. like of all the things we could have brought from all our time in Australia to her, I love that those are the things that she yeah. actually now are part of our sunnies. Um, you know, earlier we talked about how do you know when you're in a rut? Yeah. And when you just said like the witness versus the participant, I really realized that I can tell when I'm in a rut yeah. when I'm too in my head and I am only commentarying. Yeah. I am commentarying exactly. about why I should or shouldn't do something, mm. why I'm in a rut, what it feels like to be in a rut, watching yeah. other people, having thoughts about other people not being in a rut, like all of that just, like rabble all the time, that witnessing. Yeah. 
is the thing that I often realize that when I'm in a rut, it's because I am spending all my time, like Brene Brown says this thing about, and actually I don't even think it's a Brene Brown quote. She just uses it. It's probably like a, I don't want to say like an Eleanor Roosevelt or quote or something, yeah. but like that it's about being in the arena that mm-hmm. like the courage is be, I'm going to screw up this quote, but the courage is being the one in the arena, not the one on the outside yeah. watching the game. Right. Cause you can say anything you want from the stands, yeah. but being in the arena. And I can tell when I'm in the stands, like when I'm just witnessing, that yeah. is my rut usually because yeah. it takes so much brain space and it's exhausting to mm-hmm. always be in conversation with yourself in that way. That then I find that the rut actually comes from me being so tired from all the witnessing yeah. that I can't muster up the energy to be a participant because mm-hmm. I've wasted all that energy, right? I've had leaks all over the place in more yeah. yoga speak, like energetic leaks. Uh, and that that is a delineation that actually is really helpful to identify when you're in a rut oh, you can see that pattern. Like I am looping, I am witnessing. And what would it take, whether it's the new thing or the tried and true thing, what's it going to take to make me a participant again? Exactly. It's It's a really important delineation. Yeah, you know, I think that when you... When you begin to own like that that role of the participant, which again, you can't always be. Also equally exhausting to always be the participant. You can't always be. And also not reflective. But like to, to be the participant is to like make something is to is to and and making something is also making yourself right you know like it's so easy to read the reviews of a movie Mm -hmm. you know but somebody made the movie so you can have an opinion about it you can be entertained by it right Mm -hmm. and like does every movie have a good story well no but there's multiple parts to a movie Mm -hmm. you know like the biggest movies in the world often don't have in terms of like box offs and everything like that often don't have the best stories because a movie is is so many different parts right it's so much about the vibe and the visual experience of it and like what you feel as you go through it and you know some movies have all all the the whatever characteristics in a in a very you know well they have all the yeah. the points very much in the same conversation of the growth journeys like by the mo- way i saw the a trailer for the, the prequel for hunger games did you know that's I coming out i have seen it what did you i'm think? definitely on hunger games tiktok since they released the, the yeah. movies back on netflix for like that one month yeah. all the re-up conversation has gone around it i mean i am excited because i just think that there's so much history and being able to watch the games of all of these people like i want to see haymitch's games and those yeah. things i think that I love, again, in the same way as I like the open world video game thing, I love being in the world of those kinds of stories. You love a dystopian future movie. Or, yeah, like a fantasy dystopian. I love it so much, but I could live in those places for ever and ever, and I think that's probably the same witness thing as me, right? Getting lost in it Mm -hmm. is, I think, um, a joyful and just, like, kind of ecstatic process of just wandering through someone else's imagination yeah Depends very cathartic and also freeing if your own brain is busy then i don't know jump into somebody else's for a while and see what it's like in there <laughs> it's pretty refreshing you know this is a little off topic but i do think that i can't remember who i was talking to the other day about maybe it's about like hobbies and things like they're kind of working on yeah and the conversation was around like you know even as a yoga teacher i have a hard time resting mm-hmm. like I have a hard time just pulling back from either work yeah. or practice or parenting or whatever it's it's hard for me as much mm-hmm. as I love a restorative class and slow that I have a hard time just doing nothing mm-hmm. and what I realize is that when I am constantly trying to grow all the time I'm always listening to a Huberman lab and a learning thing and a book and a podcast and trying to gather 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 and almost like this hoarder mentality of I need more knowledge more whatever more self-help books yeah. that kind of thing that actually 
it doesn't make me happier, more at peace, or even more expansive in a more visceral, energetic way. Sometimes what can be more therapeutic and lead to more growth is like I committed for the last, actually this is more recent, in the last six to eight weeks, I have not read a single self-help yoga book, listen to a learning podcast. Like I still have courses and things I'm doing, but I committed to stepping off of those and only reading fiction. (laughs) I'm only getting lost in someone else's imagination. I can't rest my brain voluntarily. So like maybe the wonderment of someone thing else is actually so restorative. And I have noticed a very visceral shift in just like a baseline happiness and Mm -hmm. ability to, you know, feel a little bit of contentment Find your own peace. In, no, in non-productivity, right? Yeah. This need to grow, 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 do, 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 actually sometimes can be more paralyzing than just, you know. You're putting yourself in a different container. Yeah, and I found that, so I think someone suggested it somewhere, and I committing to that for the last six to eight weeks has actually been so, there's moments where I'm like, what have I missed out on? I haven't learned anything. But at the same time, like, let me break it to you. The knowledge is still there. I know. It turns out you can come back to it anytime you want. I don't know. I find it very freeing, and I actually have noticed a visceral change in my motivation to just exist a little bit more yeah. um, by just reading fiction, someone else's imagination. Okay. Like, it's nice to be in someone else's brain. Respect. Mm-hmm. Finding the space, finding the peace within your own being. Wonderful way to get out of a rut. With that being said, y'all, it's always nice to chat with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to practicing with you very soon. And have an amazing rest of your day. Peace.